Welcome to Cooking with Christian, the only podcast where you don't see the food. Only cooking podcast where you don't see the food. <laughs> LOL. That's great. Starting off on a really great note. Um, today, I'm with my friend Mallory. Say hello. Hello. And today, we are making eggplant fettuccine, um, mm-hmm. something new. I've never cooked an eggplant before. Oh, Mallory's a pro at this point, so she's helping me through it. Um I guess I should list ingredients. It's not hard. You just need one eggplant. You need um, a noodle of your choice. We're doing fettuccine. Actually, I think I picked linguine, which is like the same thing. Yeah. Um, you need a tomato diced, some garlic minced, um, heavy cream, um, a cheese of your choice. I chose Parmesan. Smart the, choice. Yes, because the recipe calls for Romano, and I hate Romano cheese. It's because it's Ray Romano. <laughs> Is that uh, why you hate it? No, I don't like the taste. It's a little too smoky. I don't know, like, cheese No, I don't things. either. Um, you it. need uh, – <laughs> I'm not a huge cheese fan. What? I'm not a huge cheese fan in the idea of, like, there are people who could just eat cheese. That's fair. Like I don't like I don't like mozzarella sticks, but I love cheese. I – my mom will, like, eat a ball of mozzarella. Like, she will eat it like an apple. Yeah. It's scary to me. It terrifies me. She's that Italian? She is that Italian. My Siri literally just turned on. I don't know how it did that. Um, yeah, she's that Italian. She will just eat. She will bite into it. That is as psycho as if I were to bite into this tomato right I'd bite now. into a tomato, though. Ew. I, tomatoes. I, I don't them. like tomatoes that much either unless they're cooked in. Like, I like cheese if it's in something like mm-hmm. mac and cheese or like on a sandwich yeah. or like like mozzarella sticks and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't like – like, I know people who could just like – Cut off a hunk of cheese and go to town. Mm -hmm. I don't fuck with that shit. Anyway, we're a little off topic, but that's a theme of this podcast. Um, You need the juice of one lemon and... Parsley. Parsley, which I just have dry parsley. If you want to get fresh parsley, we're not that fancy. (laughs) That and I already left the produce aisle by the time I realized I needed it and I... No looking back. Oh, chili flakes, like salt, pepper, yes. chili flakes, have um, you, which I have. Did you go to Giant Eagle? Yeah. I have once been in a Giant Eagle in every single type of, like, produce spice thing that I needed. Mm-hmm. So, like, cilantro was gone, except the organic live plants. Oh, so did you buy I like, bought an organic live just, cilantro you, just plant. Just buy the, like, do they sell dry cilantro? It's coriander. Coriander, yeah. Yeah. That's weird. I, that it was I all didn't gone. know it was coriander. I thought the eggplants but... were all gone today. Oh, God. I was walking all around, and I was searching and thinking, shit, like, that is the one thing of this dish we need. What can <laughs> I substitute it with? Luckily, they had it because Mallory revealed to me while we were getting ready that you need to use it in the sauce. I thought it was just roasted and cubed, like, mixed ah. in with the pasta. Because I was thinking, oh, we could just get, like, squash and make a squash, like, mm-hmm. fettuccine, which would probably be... Oh, it would have worked. I've done that It would have worked. It would have been fine. But in my mind, I'm thinking now I'm glad it wasn't that way. <laughs> anyway, um, we're going to start by... I'm going to wash my hands. So, Mallory, tell them a little bit about yourself. Oh, got to fill some time here. Yeah. Um, so I work with Christian. We've known each other since we were, well, he was a sophomore and I was a freshman in college. Both poets. It's great. We're fabulous. Yes. Both Scorpios. But Both Scorpios. He is the one who has told me that I'm the most unscorpio Scorpio he's that ever met. is very, very true. She is not a Scorpio. You are in like, not like the stereotypical ways. You are in like your crazy, like, <laughs> your crazy, like, very love-obsessed 
in a way I like didn't realize I was love obsessed until after I <laughs> broke up with somebody, but it's and then true. you're love upset. Cause I, you know what? I saw this trick on how, but I'm not going to do it. This trick on how to dice tomatoes where you take it, you cut mm-hmm. um, horizontally into it and then you cut vertically oh, yeah. and then you cut and it dices it. But I tried it once on Liz's episode where we made crunch wraps mm-hmm. and it did not, this tomato seems a little bit more firm though. Yeah. So it'll be squishy tomatoes are never good at cutting. You just can't do it. Yeah. You just can't do it. Um, yes. Me and Mallory are both Scorpios. We're both writers. Um, maybe we'll get into the writing portion of our lives. You mean how I don't. <laughs> yeah, I wrote a poem, I, not one of my first, but a poem the other day that I'm happy with. I'm not um, the biggest poet in the world. Um, I focus mainly in fiction when I was in school, so it's a little... Okay, these are already popping out. <laughs> so Mallory um, and I met in our first poetry class ever at Ohio State. Um we were just little babies, little oh, writing God, babies. I knew nothing. Yeah, literally. And then I did more of the fiction stuff. So then we had another class my junior year. Your, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was um, second semester of my sophomore yeah. year. Um, where it was a poetry four level. <laughs> and I <laughs> was been... horrible. You weren't horrible. I was terrible until I realized I was writing how I thought everyone wanted me to write yeah. and not what I actually should have been for myself. Yeah. Because I'll never forget our last class we had that um, – we just had like a little read-off where we could read whatever we wanted. Yeah. I read a poem and Emma in our class – said where was this the whole time and I was and then dawned on me oh I've been writing like how I thought everyone wanted me to which not a smart choice kids you gotta stay true to yourself because guess what you're the only you on this earth true unless you're a twin um anyway your brains are still different yeah that's true I'm just being (laughs) it's like that Drake lyric where he's like if you were a twin I'd still choose you and it's like that's not how that works Drake that's not how that works. But um, yes, we are writers. She, We work together. Um, I got her her job. Thank you for our, the health insurance, our, Christian. Yeah, I, I'm the giver of health insurance now. I, at Giant Eagle, I was talking to my cashier, and she asked me where I work because I told her that um, mm-hmm. I was doing this tonight with a friend and coworker. And I was like, oh, Zoo Lily. She says, oh, they've been hiring I said, well, if you apply, let me know. I don't even know her. And I was going to like, and I gave her my email. I gave her my email because she was like, I was thinking of applying. And I said, girl, you apply, you email me your resume, and I will give it to the recruiter. I just am the angel of like, you really are recruiting for Zulily. Like, I don't know why. Everyone I've tried to get to apply, they have, and then haven't gotten it. And I guess I'm the. I'm just a bad luck. My I, name literally means unlucky, so... Yes, we had on at Zulily, like just in studio, we have a daily thread um, where there's a question of the day, and it was like, what does your me- name mean yeah. one day? And Mallory's like, it means unlucky. My parents <laughs> don't did, believe me when I tell them this. Well, They live in shame. Did you pull up, like, just pull... What do you mean they don't believe you? <laughs> oh, I've had to do multiple name projects throughout school because that's what all high schools expect you to research, your name. name. Yeah, or, like, you would think it would just be elementary school, but it's actually high school. It's, it's high school. Yes. And I did it. And I did it. And I was like, Mom and Dad, my name means unlucky. How could you do this? Like, did you never look it up? And they were like... No, it doesn't. And I was like, I can show you right now. And I show them. And they're like, you're just being dramatic. And I was like, 
This is the Webster's hmm. Dictionary definition of what my name means. Mother. <laughs> Mom. First of all, it says, look up the actual traditional spelling of Mallory. Mm. Then it says, French for unlucky. Love it. My parents named me after the religion. Shocker. Shocker, because my dad's a priest, so obviously. And I would always ask my parents when I was younger, why why'd you name me Christian? It's so basic or whatever. Because my sister's name is Mariah, which is like such, I love that name. Was Mariah Carey a thing by that point? Was yeah, she, was it was. Sister a, this was not, no, there's a there's a mountain in the Bible where um, Abraham was supposed to kill Isaac right. named Mount Mariah. Oh. But that's the M-O spelling. Uh, Mariah is like yeah. A, so yeah. yeah. Mariah, my sister, is the M-O, so okay. that's like the biblical spelling. And I made friends with my hair cutter, Hey Mariah, whose name is also Mariah, but she is the A spelling. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, um, and then my da- my brother's name is Daniel. But, All uh, biblical. Biblical, of course. And my parents are would tell me as a kid, oh, it's, it's a unique name, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I actually haven't met a lot of Christians, but there's enough to where I'm yeah. like, okay, whatever. There's a Mallory. So my name is spelled really funky. You'll probably see it on the I'm title I'm squeezing card. a lemon, by the way. I do this. <laughs> a little bit of ASMR for everyone. Um, my name is spelled really funky. It's M-A-L-E-R-I-E. So Valerie with an M in the front. Mm. And Because the normal spelling is like M-A-L-L-O-R-Y. Yeah. Right? yeah. And I have never met a Mallory who spells it like I do. I know they exist. Yeah, But they there's to. a girl who goes to OSU who's like, I think she goes to OSU and she's like a year younger than me. Uh-huh. We have 17 mutual friends on Facebook and, her and name it's is been Matt. my dream to meet her. She spells it just like me. You have to shoot her a message. I, I mean, maybe she's, maybe she's also gay. Maybe. And she will date you. Oh, that'd be, I could Would you that. date a, a, a person with your same name? I couldn't. I could, as long as she didn't look like me, because at that point, well, I mean. That's just stereotypical da- gays dating I mean, her. yeah, I only date people who look like me. I figured this out. Well, I'm only interested in people who look like me. So, I'm vain as fuck. I, that's such a, like, gay man stereotype. I'm chopping this garlic so carefully, because I'm really bad at it. Do you want me to do it? No, because you said you were bad at it, too. Either way, we're going to be sitting here. I figured it out. You're supposed to mash it and twist it with a fork. I don't feel like doing that. <laughs> I already have the knife out. <laughs> I'm not going through this again. But anyway, gays, it's like such a gay stereotype, and it's actually true, especially among white gays, that um, they tend to date guys that look like their twin. Okay. There was even a story in the news years ago about... Um, gay. It was called "Gay Couple Finds Out They're Actually Twins," <laughs> and legitimately. Oh, it was real. Legitimately oh, identical no. twins. Oh God, no! Can you imagine that? Like you are so. Because we joke about being vain, but right. they were not terrible people. Could you imagine being a vain person, that vain and narcissistic, that you end up dating your twin, mm. your long lost twin brother? God, no, I no, no thank my, you. My ex's parents made fun of us for looking the same. And then one time we were at a party together and we were both wearing green jackets and striped turtlenecks and jeans. <laughs> and one of her, it was her friend group's party. And I'm sitting there like eating chips at a table or something. And someone came up and to you. And a kid taps me on the shoulder and goes, Hey, Sid, what's up? And I was like, nope, I'm not Sid. Not her. Not her. I, I'm her girlfriend, but thanks. I don't even date. I don't date guys with my name. I don't date, date guys with my dad's name. Mm-hmm. I don't date guys with my brother's name. I will not do it. It is so creepy the, to me. The, I don't think I could ever date someone with an ex's name. And I don't think well, yeah. I could date someone with my mother's name. 
Yeah. And I almost tried to sleep with someone with my mom's name and I had to back out of it. I couldn't. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't do it. I could not do it. I just, it's creepy. Could you imagine I'm introducing him? Oh, hi dad. Whose name is Jonathan. This is my boyfriend, Jonathan. Like, Would you date a John though? I mean, yeah, but that's a, that's a fine line. It's the same thing with Daniel. You know, this yeah. is my, because Daniel, like, I don't think anyone really names their kid Dan or mm-hmm. Danny. They right. name them Daniel and they call them that. Mm-hmm. So I just couldn't, it's just so, it's a little, it's just a little much. Like, could you imagine it's going to get real graphic kids? You're in your room, you're having sex and then you yell out their name and it's your dad's name. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine? I couldn't. No. Yeah, me neither, because I don't want that for me. <laughs> I don't want that for me. I could not do it. I, I don't want to think about it. Mm-mm. It's terrible. But anyway. Um, I, think I also just, don't say names during sex. I have not had the chance to do that. I've never had sex. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> I'm lying. I don't say names. I don't think I, to. I don't even weird, really talk. I'm weirdly... This is so TMI, kids, <laughs> but you know what? It's bound to happen. I am weirdly quiet. Mm-hmm. I feel weird about being loud during it. I Because I've had guys who are very vocal. Yeah. And I'm like, shut up. I'm <laughs> not, like, talkative. Mm-hmm. I like, if I'm uncomfortable, I'll say so. Yeah. That's about it. I... I've... <sighs> I've had a guy be super loud. This is this is a great story. My sister was home. My parents and my brother were on vacation. I was... This was 2014. Mallory just dropped her phone. Classic. <laughs> oh, classic. Um, yeah, this is 2015, 14. So I wasn't out yet. And I had a guy over and we were doing the business. And <laughs> he was being very loud. And my sister was upstairs because my bedroom's in the basement in my home, back home. Um... I legitimately put my legitimately legitimately I mashed those words together. <laughs> legitimately put my hand on his mouth and I was like, "Shut up!" He was being so loud, and he said, "Okay, I'll try." Picked back up again. Ooh. I actually stopped and said, "You need to stop. My sister will hear you." And then years later, found out my sister knew that that was happening. She oh, she said she could hear it and she knew it was happening. No. I yeah. have some feeling. I'm like, I'm not loud in bed. I'm not like silent, but I'm not. No, I'm not loud. dead silent, like a bump on a log, no, but, but I'm not like, <laughs> like, like I'm not like singing an Enya song, like in bed. <laughs> I hate it. I think my biggest pet peeve in bed is when someone puts their hand over my mouth and they think it's like a power move, but oh. I find it incredibly demoralizing. I'm like, I just feel like you're telling me to shut up. <laughs> And I kind of find that sexy. No, <laughs> like, I, d- I feel like it's a character critique because I've always been told I was too loud. Like, really? As like, a, as like a human, I've always been I've told I'm too I've never thought you were loud. Nope. And I'm, I know some loud bitches. I just mean like talkative. Oh. Like. I don't think. Not like Not loud. more than anyone else. No. Like personally. Whoever told you that's an asshole because Everyone you are not. Life. You're talkative in a good, like in a balanced way. Like you're not like. You're the only person who's ever told me that. Really? Yeah, my therapist. Maybe because I'm so chatty. I think that helps. Like, I don't. My therapist thinks I have ADHD. You told me that. (laughs) Yeah. You're just getting a lot to know. Yeah, you're going to know Mallory, guys. I keep nothing to myself. I see Mallory on a very um, frequent, um, like, basis. So, like, I get caught up with her stuff. Mm -hmm. But, um, 
I had a guy call me daddy once. Oh, fuck no. I hated it. Mm. I hated it. No. Because I'm not super masculine. Mm-hmm. I like to think I look like you would look at me and be like, okay, that person's not like super feminine. Right. But then I open my mouth and I'm like, hey, girl, what? Like, like, <laughs> and all that stuff. And you're like, oh, okay, he's, you know. But we were hanging out in my room and we were making out and he called me daddy. Oh, and I literally God. was like, <laughs> terrible. Did you kick I, him out? No, Ugh. because we had already been, that, that was like our fourth date. Oh. Like, I can't really be like, get out of my house, <laughs> but oh, my parents, my parents' house. <laughs> oh, I've totally kicked boys out. Um, no, I don't like that because one, I'm not old enough to be a daddy. I think I was only two years older than him. Yeah. So I'm not old enough <sighs> to be considered that. No. I don't want, I don't, I don't even want to be 50 and have someone call me that. That's creepy. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Anyway. T-M-I Lane. Um, oh my gosh. This is homosexual happy hour. This is homosexual happy hour for I will rename this <laughs> podcast that. Oh, we should have a podcast called that. We oh my god, we should. That'd be funny. I call the Bachelor Heterosexual Happy Hour, and it's maybe my favorite thing I've ever come up with. Mallory does watch La Bachelor. I know um, my brain melts, but I love it. Everyone who listens to this knows my feelings about The Bachelor. I watch this season begrudgingly because Harvest watched it, mm-hmm. but I, it's not that entertaining to me. I'm a gay who doesn't watch RuPaul and who well, watches Bachelor. Yeah, Drag Race, I don't even watch it anymore, to be fair. But like every gay seems to have a phase, didn't have it. Oh, I totally had a phase yeah. for about a year where I was into it, into it, into it. Yeah. Last season, I did watch it every episode, but it pissed me off. Yeah. So I swore it off. I said, mm-hmm. I don't want to watch this anymore. At the Cupcake concert. Okay, so I went to the Rapper Cupcakes concert on Friday. Super fun. Super crazy. Made friends with two girls. Hey, Jelena, Nicole. If you're listening, I don't think you are. But if did you're you listening. I did. Uh-huh. I did. He walked by. I We don't know each other, so I didn't really right. say anything. But no, I did see him there. But um, after the show, it had cleared out. Like, no one stays at Ace of Cups, like, oh, after the show. No. No one drinks there. I have once, and it was, I had a great time. But... Oh, I'm sure. I, I was already, I was really fucking drunk. <laughs> I had about three Grey Goose cocktails before I left. You know the night's going to turn out a certain way for Christian when he's got Grey Goose involved, because every time I've gotten plastered, it's off Grey Goose. Got there. They had a $10 limit on the cards. Yeah. So I literally double-fisted two cranberry vodkas. Oh, and you then should have got the artisanal vodkas that they make. They infuse their vodkas. I mean, yeah, but this was exactly $10. That's fair. Because the bitch is on a budget. Anyway, I got to take the eggplant out, and then we'll do part two of flip the story. Flip that eggplant. Yeah, we got to flip the eggplant, guys. That's going to be screaming, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I just had to shout out the eggplant. It looks great. Mm. Eggplant is a great non-meat-based meat substitute. That is very true. It's very hearty. I love jackfruit too, and I fuck with some good tofu. I'm trying. So Christian is not eating meat for Lent, right? Yes, for Lent. And I am a terrible human and still eat meat largely because I eat out. This is the first meal I have air quotes cooked. Another twenty. Um, cooked in three weeks because I don't really have a kitchen to myself, and I eat meat almost every time I eat out. But when I Get a kitchen. I'm cooking only vegetables. The vegans are right, everybody. They're going to save the planet. 
They're not going to save the planet, but they're still right. They're not going to save the planet because guess what? The problems happening aren't on an individual level. No, they are not. But anyway, we don't want to bum. <laughs> yes, I'm not eating meat right now. It is Lent. Full swing. Haven't had fast food. Except for... Um, Have you been packing lunch? Yeah, I pack lunch. Awesome. Or I get... Honestly, I'll pack lunch, but then I'll go to Dunkin' Donuts and get like a bagel. Because mm-hmm. I don't call, I don't consider that fast food because it's a bagel. Right. Anyway, and then I get Greek Express, but I get the veggie gyro. And so it's like... Yeah. And then the hummus on the side. I don't get french fries. Right. And then I had... I love Greek Express. Their uh, Greek salad with the falafel in it. Uh, mm. So good. So I, cheap. So cheap. And then I got BB Bob today. But I don't really, but that's like. They have meatless Mondays, and so you can get it cheaper, and it's I know. delicious. I got I got the tofu for the first time yesterday, because I remembered BB Bob was a thing. Mm. I was thinking, I didn't have any food in the house, can't eat meat. And honestly, not eating meat cuts out a lot of fast food for me. It does. It but cuts it, out Chick-fil-A, cuts out Wendy's, McDonald's, like. All of that. Have you – did you get the new squash noodles? Mm-mm. So – I saw them in the bowl, though. Um, Baby Bob has new squash noodles that are – I think they're vegan. Uh-huh. And they're delicious. Mm. 10 out of 10. Would recommend. So good. Are they like the Jop, Jop Choi noodles? I think so. Okay. Because I saw that. I get the – I just get the purple rice. Mm-hmm. But I'll get it the next time because that oh, sound those good. noodles are <laughs> – it's not hard giving up meat. It's the dairy that's really hard. We're making fettuccine right now, mm-hmm. which has cream in it. I didn't know you were not eating dairy. I'm sorry. I no, no. Honestly, with the dairy, I let that slide because okay. sometimes it just like yeah. plastered after the cupcake concert. Went and got late night sliced. Right. I was like, I'm not. But I got the mushroom pizza, so I was like, right. okay, it's a win. Because dairy is really fucking hard. Yes. To cut out of your diet, and um, meat is surprisingly not that hard. Yeah. But um. I, yeah. if you want, I had coconut cream in my car. We could have used that instead. It doesn't matter. No, I, I want, I want the dairy. <laughs> like, I, I want the dairy. I, I can, surprisingly don't eat it that much, yeah. but it sneaks in. Like I get cream in my coffee or right. I, you know, I put cheese on when Emma and I made the panzanella, we put cheese on top. Mm-hmm. I, it just sneaks in. I don't let it bother me. Yeah. I get the chocolate chip scone at Stoffs. Like, oh, so to, you it's know, there. you got it. It's there. And that's probably made with like egg, but whatever. Yeah. Is egg a meat? I used to think that egg was a dairy. It's, it's classified a, as in that family. Like, no, it's classified as a, per, a meat, isn't a it? A meat? Yes. I don't know. Because I was someone, I told someone I thought egg counted as a dairy and they looked at me like I was a fucking idiot. So I think it's, I think it's a meat. I think a lot of people just, a lot of people associate it with dairy because it's not a meat, but it's still an animal byproduct, yeah. but it's not like what we think meat is. I think I thought it was a dairy. Well, first of all, when we were going through elementary school and basic nutrition, they switched the food pyramid on us. So mm. maybe it was dairy maybe. in the food pyramid of like the early 2000s. It's still an animal, but right now for Lent, I can't eat animal byproduct. Okay. So I, that's just how I think. So you're like, vegan for Lent. Vegan for Lent, okay. but I still eat dairy. But um, harvest... She's Catholic. I'm Orthodox. So Orthodox Lent, you have to be vegan. For Catholic, you do the classic, like, you give up a vice mm-hmm. thing. Harvest is also not eating meat. But we had a little – not a little debate. And, hey, Harvest, you're listening to this. Um, about fish. Fish is technically a meat, but a lot of people don't think about it like that. Yeah. Because it's not a land meat. Yeah. Most of my friends are pescatarians. Um, I have yeah. a couple people who are steadfast vegans or vegetarians. But, uh-huh. Like, I'm going to keep fish. When I, I mean, I love fish. After Lent's done, I will eat fish. Mm-hmm. But it's still technically a meat because we were out to dinner 
and she ordered some something with fish. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I can't eat that. It's meat. She's like, oh, no, it's not. And I'm like, well, technically it is. It's an animal. Yeah. So I can't eat it. But I miss it. Ugh. Like, there's a commercial for like – or no. I watch Facebook recipe videos a lot. They had like buttered steak bites. Mm-hmm. I was laying in bed thinking, <laughs> oh, shit, I really want that. Would you – have you heard how they make like chicken using – like cells of a chicken but not like a chicken they kill i've read about that and then they like grow chicken meat would you would i, I have, eat it yeah, yeah if you were like really vegan would you eat it because i have a friend who's oh. vegan and she was like no i wouldn't do it and i was like but no animal died to make you this and she goes i think her reasoning and i asked her this about two years ago at this point was more that she just didn't want to eat anything like that anymore she wanted for her health to be plant-based yeah a lot of people i know a balance of people who do it for like good of animals and then a lot of people for diet so and then i think a lot of people might start off Mm -hmm. as one thing and turn into another right so maybe she did start off i'm very iffy about how i feel about it because i would do it for the environment not necessarily for the animal but for the environment for the environment and if you're like making this fake chicken in a lab what's the environmental impact of it yeah i would eat it just to try it i would definitely try it i would try some chicken tenders oh hell yeah made out of that oh of course i you know what we evolved these choppers for a reason Mm -hmm. we evolved these incisors to cut meat sorry about it we have it though I mean, it's there. We're supposed to. I mean, that's how these humans got these big-ass brains. I really thought that our teeth were actually not shaped for that as much as we thought they were. I mean, probably not as much as we thought we were. And I think it's just like human culture is centered around meat. Probably not as much as we thought we were, but we definitely evolved these teeth to eat it if we have to. Humans are completely omnivorous. We can eat anything. Mm -hmm. So... Because I'm obsessed with paleontology. I fucking love that shit. And we evolved these teeth... To eat anything we can. And then that's why humans... We evolved the teeth first, actually, because we evolved our large brains from eating protein, like larger amounts of protein. Mm -hmm. So eating like fish, eating meat helps with that. So the teeth evolved. Then we started being omnivorous and eating more and our diet Mm -hmm. diversified. And then we evolved the intelligence we have. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Because then there's a theory that humans actually came from the water because omega-3 fatty acids in fish help with brain development more. So they oh. think we came from the water. I don't believe that as much. But <laughs> Is that why people, my dad takes omega-3s? Omega-3s are good for heart health, too. Oh, that's why he takes them. Like, they're good for heart health and, like, brain, like, function. Yeah. But um, I know a lot of vegetarians who are think it's like morally wrong to eat meat i think if you're basing it off of the idea of the industry of meat production Mm -hmm. then that's fine i just don't judge people on their choices because it's like no and i've heard people say and i quote you know someone said to a vegetarian i was in the room you know we Animals eat meat, like other animals eat meat. And then that vegetarian said, yeah, but we have morals and stuff. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, so you call everyone who eats meat immoral because they're, like, (laughs) eating something? I'm like, girl, shut up. Like, it is not that serious. I think it's one thing to do it for the animals. I think that's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people just can't eat it because it's a dead animal and they just don't want that. That's perfectly fine. I'm going to look at you if you're – if I'm vegetarian you're eating meat, I'm like, whatever. Right. Who gives a shit? Just like if I was dating someone and they were vegan and they said you have to be vegan. Oh, fuck no. I would definitely make more of an effort. Like I would definitely eat with them. Right. But if I wanted 
chicken tenders and they were like, I can't. If someone told me that I wouldn't, like, they wouldn't date me if I wasn't vegan, I'm not going to. Date you then. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I won't date you. It's really fascinating. Um, I just blame it on corporations fooling us into thinking that we are all individually responsible for climate change. (laughs) Oh, we are not. When we are not, folks. You can't. Just because you don't use a straw in your Starbucks means you're going to save it. The straws. Even though I think that's fine if you want to do that. Oh, yeah. No, (laughs) the straw thing is... I like any person who is able to make whatever change they can because, like, you know. Yeah, that is fine. That's do what fine. You want. But also, don't demand that people don't use straws because not having plastic straws is inherently ableist. Yeah. And, like, you don't want to, or, like, you want to be able to have everyone participate in a yeah. movement that helps save our collective. And existence. also, you're not immune to propaganda. No. And you've been fooled into thinking that you not using a straw once a day is going to save every turtle on the planet yeah. when it's in fact all of the corporations that are dumping shit in the ocean are dumping your straws in the ocean. Aren't like the top 100 companies responsible for 71% of carbon emissions or something like that? Yeah, it's like it is not your fault no. if you use a straw. <laughs> Folks, remember that. Anyway, we're going to go to break after this little heavy talk to do some more food prep. Um, we're running out of time for the first segment. So you will hear a short commercial, a nice commercial break, and we will be back in a second. we're back hope you like the commercial we are still roasting the eggplant we're going to talk a little bit more um basically what you're going to do is you roast the eggplant in the oven at 425 you oil it with olive oil you season it with salt pepper i did oregano and garlic powder um you roast it um, cut it in half, roast it on one side for 20 seconds, other side for 20 seconds. 20 minutes. 20 seconds. Oh my God. 20 minutes. You, it you, was at a thousand degrees. Yeah. You heat it at a thousand degrees. No, 425 for 20 minutes each side. Then what we're going to do is basically peel the skin off, turn it into like a pulp essentially. And then we will mix it with, um, some chili flakes, the garlic, the tomato, the lemon juice, the cream, and then some other seasonings till it's a sauce. Then you mix it with your fettuccine or linguine or whatever you chose. And then you just eat it. You just eat that shit. I am really looking forward to this, but I also had the best pasta of my life last night. Yeah. Mm. I'm pretty sure that is. Did you read it? Um, I remember reading that on an email from the studio daily thread. Yeah. So I think you're right. I think she went to a restaurant that we believe is owned by one of someone who works at Zulily's girlfriend. Wife. Wife. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know if they were married. I think they're married. Um, I did a little thing because every know. time I find out someone's a lesbian, I have is, to know more. I do the opposite. When I find out a guy is gay, I don't want anything to do with him. Oh no, I just want <laughs> all of my friends to be gay. It's the weirdest thing. Like I feel like lesbians interact differently mm-hmm. they obviously interact differently because <laughs> they're more emotionally mature but oh, um well, like because you. you're just women <laughs> in general gay men when we when we come in contact with each other our first instinct is to just like stare at each other like across the room and be like you're here like great and then we like don't there's a guy who is gay who works at zulily 
who has been working here for a while. I don't care about this. But, like, anytime he'd be, like, over in our section or, like, we'd be in a meeting or whatever, it would be really, like, just not acknowledging each other. But then finally I, I like, held the door open for him. He was like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, okay, it only took us, like, six months for you to, like, <laughs> finally say anything to me, which is fine. Yeah. But. No. All the lesbians. I'm not going to reveal this on record, but I was about to say, spill some fucking tea. I don't want to say it. Oh, yeah. Don't do it's that. It's too much. Yeah. All the all the lesbians or bi women in coffee, though, we're great. We're friends. We have, like, we just love it. Love it so much. There's no other gay guy in copy that I know of, <laughs> if that so. makes sense. Which is so weird to me. There a lot of the gays in Zulily work in like as like studio, studio. back in the studio, like yeah. doing like product stuff, yeah. like sh- like photography and like sample coordinating and stuff. Like that, that new art. kid. Oh, you didn't see? There's a new guy that got hired. His name's Kyle. He's gay, okay. but I recognize him from like the scene. Right. But yeah, a lot of gay guys don't work in copy. I'm the only no. one. I'm basically just one of the girls, though. Yeah, that's true. Like you're one of the only guys we talk to, which that, which is not like a catty thing. The guys, to, yeah, the guys who work in copy are just quiet. They're so quiet. I'm like the only one. Ooh, the eggplant's done roasting. I'm gonna take that out of the oven. Anyway, <laughs> I'm glad we're turning this eggplant into a fine pulp. Into a fine, sexy pulp. <laughs> I don't think I've said the word pulp nearly as much like ever. As <laughs> words are hard. Sorry. Okay. I'm going to, and then we'll do all the other stuff off record because right. it's just easier. So, <laughs> Did you just, <laughs> he just like prayed to the cooking gods with his spatula yeah. and tongs. Work itself out. <laughs> okay. I'll never forget my first time eating eggplant. I was a little kid. It's like four. My mom made eggplant and I hated it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to die. Really? <laughs> but you're a kid. The first time I had eggplant, I was like 11 and it was my grandfather's 80th birthday. And we were at Bippity Beppo and they Buka had- Bippity Beppo? Buka de Beppo. I've she, always Bippity Boppity Boo. I've like she- always <laughs> called it Bippity Beppo ever, like ever since I went for that first time. But Buka de Beppo. Yeah. And they have this like artichoke and eggplant dish and it was so good. That's I, all I ate. I ate. I ate it for like hours because we were at a fan. Like there was like twenty of us there, mm-hmm. so we didn't leave for hours. And I just kept eating it and kept eating uh, it. I was a fat kid. Now that you, as an adult, my palate is obviously wider. Mm-hmm. If that's the right word, <laughs> wider. No. Well, Why do yeah. I keep saying it? Um, <laughs> palate is more um, mature. Mature. Yes. Um, but when I was a kid, yeah. That eggplant was nasty. Mm. I remember just being like, ew, this is gross. Eggplant's also hard to cook. It's hard to cook, and it's a texture. I think it was a texture thing, yeah. not a taste thing. There's a lot of things that it's just texture-wise. Oh, I don't I, like yogurt. Oh, I love yogurt. Don't catch me eating yogurt. I don't like – what's the thing I don't like texture-wise? Like cottage cheese? Yeah, I don't like the, I don't like – Creamy things. Oh, I love creamy things, but if it's lumpy and creamy, it's not my know. thing. I don't like pudding. Oh, I love pudding. I'll eat yogurt and I'll eat pudding. You know I what? Prefer to not. I don't like soup either. Soup I don't like because it's boring. <laughs> yeah. There are – I had um, – I used to work at a library and librarians are like weirdly great at cooking. I don't know. Like every person I've known who's like – Work yeah. in a library can either cook one thing super well or is just like a really damn like good a chef. chef. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? And Someone one of my soup. bosses was like, 
I just had a bunch of squash and apples in my fridge. So I Googled the recipe and I got this soup and I ate the soup and I think I cried tears into the soup. It was so good. So now I just refuse to cook soup because I can't cook and mm. buy soup because nothing's going to be as good as that soup. Um, see, my I, things. I don't like cottage cheese because it's lumpy, but I just made rice pudding, which is lumpy. It's rice pudding. But you like it. But I like it. I don't know why. I had... I love rice pudding. Like Thai rice pudding. That's really good. I made it from scratch. I have it in my fridge. It's so good. It's so time-consuming to make. It took me like two hours. That seems right. Because you have to simmer it in... I made almond milk, so it was vegan. Um, Almond milk in the rice and like sugar and like a little bit of salt and like cinnamon and vanilla. And you simmer it. Let the rice absorb the milk. Pour another half cup. You do a half cup at a time for seven cups. Mm-hmm. Took me like two hours to make. It was such a good payoff though. That's fair. It was so good. Because I didn't want to buy it at Giant Eagle because it had milk in it. And if I can avoid it, I will. And so I was like, I'll just make this from scratch, whatever. I used to make my own bread. Which was fun. I didn't know that. Bread is fun to make. Oh, it is really fun. I It takes forever. So I'm an anime hoe, as you know. That is true. Mallory is an anime hoe. I love anime. I really relate well with 12-year-old boys because I love Because you like making bread? No. Oh. I love anime. But okay. I once, when I was 12, I watched oh. an anime that was solely about bread making. Because that's a Was it like a series? Oh, yeah. It was a manga series that was turned into an anime, and it was great. And then I was like, I'm going to be a... Red chef. Was this just Cooking Mama? No, it wasn't oh, just okay. Cooking Mama. <laughs> I did just love Cooking Mama. I never played Cooking Mama. Um, but I watched this anime, and played then I did make dogs. a baguette once and fucked it up. I put a tablespoon of salt instead of a teaspoon, and I, I that'll fuck made you up. Cra- I made crackers. Yeah, that'll fuck you up. And it looked so pretty, and I was so sad when I was like... <laughs> What I can did I see do? you being so upset. I There's a picture of fat me holding this baguette. This baguette, like I can't eat. It's inedible. <laughs> I didn't know. I hadn't cut into it yet. Oh, so it okay. filled with joy and there was no... Mm-hmm. I one day woke up, said, I'm just going to make some bread. And I went to the store. It's so cheap to make. Mm-hmm. You just get a... It is yeast, which is like a dollar for like eight packs of yeast. Right. A bag of flour... In water and like oil, mm-hmm. so easy to make. It was so tasty. It was this basic like bread. It wasn't anything crazy. But then I got overzealous and I cooked it. To, I think I said this on Emma's podcast. Cooked it, it. The recipe called for you to cut the dough in half and bake it into two. Right. I was like, I'm just gonna make it into one. It's gonna be fine. Cook the outside perfectly. Inside raw as shit. It was raw dough. Yes. And I was so upset because I mean, it was cinnamon bread too, and I it made my house smell so great. And I wanted it so bad. I started just eating the crust. I was like, I just want to taste this. I felt so bad. But I am a cook, um, novice cook, obviously. But I, yeah, food has always been like a thing in my family. We love to cook and I just love to do it. I really do like it when I feel like I've succeeded at something. I was talking to some people today and I was like, yeah, all three meals, uh, all of my meals for the last three weeks have been like eaten out. But when I... I'm moving into a new house that has a gorgeous kitchen and I am, you can just, the, there's like an Island mm-hmm. and the tabletop is stone that you're supposed to cook. cook on. Like we don't need cutting boards. Yeah. This is adult living. Oh, that's sexy. Uh, right though. That's so sexy. I, I was like, is it wrong that I'm maybe attracted to this piece of furniture? Because I am. That's my mom coming out in me because I will see like a beautiful chaise mm-hmm. at some antique store and immediately just be like, oh, <laughs> want to faint on it. Right? 
So I, what about like when I like, when I cook and I succeed at it, I love it. And I'm glad to have this space to try to do that again. And hopefully the time I would love to have the time. It is. It's oh, This is why I did this podcast. So I could force myself right. to cook at least one meal a week. That's good. And I let it happen. Made homemade tofu tikka masala Ooh. over oh, the that summer. That sounds really good. Took fucking hours. Indian food is famously takes mm-hmm. a while because I will watch recipe videos. Yeah. It'll be thirty minutes long for one dish. I'm holding my watch up like, when are we <laughs> getting there? But that's because we're American and we just right. want things to be like. I also didn't have a food processor. Processor. I didn't have a blender, so I had to go borrow those from people. Mm. I came home from a like vacation and. Thought we had all these spices that we needed for it. And my roommate had moved out and taken all our spices with her. And I was like, oh. didn't know you were the one who provided all the spices. Sp- so I ran to like two different stores. All and of my a bunch spices of in my sauces. cabinet are inherited. Oh. From I like other roommates. I ended up getting some from Cade. Um, mm. So that's how I got a bunch from her. I just borrowed a bunch of spices. And yeah. then I realized my tablespoons were, my, my measuring spoons were gone. So I just... <laughs> So you ended up. I just guessed. you were in the red. Oh, I thought I just, you went and bought more. Like no, just kept I buying no. Or... My roommate and another roommate had moved in to replace that roommate who took oh, all okay. the spices. So he ended up buying a bunch of measuring spoons as I was cooking, and so love I tried that. to make up for it, but it was just the I blandest. Love, I... It was like white people. Oh, white people Indian food. Yeah, but it wouldn't have been had I had all the proper all things. Stuff. I once was making cannoli cupcakes, which is so fun to make. I. This recipe called for like whipped cream, like with like a hand mixer. Mm-hmm. I didn't have one, so I whipped it by hand. My friend Eric did that one. It's so hard because yeah. you just you hold you like you gotta squeeze cinch it. that bowl into your chest, and you're like whisking. My arm hurts so bad. I was like, this is worth it though. <laughs> for for a dinner, I didn't even want to be at for reasons I won't disclose. Ooh. But anyway, for a dinner, I was emotionally not ready to handle at that time, and I still <laughs> went handmade these cupcakes. Beautifully done, and that's, that's a class just act for you. That's literally my desire to one be liked and respected. So like, that's how I feel. Like my intense desire to be liked is always overpowered by my intense disinterest in what people have to say about me. I had a coworker <laughs> at the library who was vegan, and no one ever made food for them Aww. during our potlucks, and. I didn't think she liked me very much. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I want to like make her seem happy and be able to participate and also maybe like me. So I made them like, I made a, like a regular pizza and then I made a vegan cheese pizza. Cause like pre-made pizza crusts are vegan. Uh-huh. And I like bought all this stuff. It was really expensive and laid it out there. And she's like, Oh, I'm not eating that. And I was like, <gasps> what? And I was like, I, it's like no it's one has vegan. ever made you I'd a vegan like, dish. And she's like, what no. was her reasoning? She just didn't, I didn't want, want it. it. I don't even think it. Oh, I'd be like, fuck you. I don't. I think it stemmed more from a place of like she doesn't eat anything other people cook. And I was like, then don't. Why are what? you even traipsing around the potluck? Then well, go back to your desk or wherever you work. We don't have desks. Well, then. I'm just go back to some whatever cubby you work right. in at I the don't library. Know. Don't and show so up. She brought like microwavable ramen, and I'm like, I made you a whole fucking pizza, bitch. It was so good. I bet it was wonderful. Shredded vegan cheese is gross, but I found whatever whatever brand this was wasn't Daya. It was some other good shit, and I was like, 
love this. Everyone my parents said it was make great. pizza from scratch a lot. It's really good. Italian like the pasta. actual dough yeah. from scratch. My thing that I would love to make is squid ink pasta. Uh, yes, I'd fuck with that. Uh, I need to find squid ink, which is probably <laughs> so expensive. <laughs> um, if you ever go to Vegas, which I feel like everyone has to go to Vegas at least once. You know what? The flights are so cheap from Columbus right? that like, I guess I should at one point. It's really cheap from Cincinnati too. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a buffet. It's like $30 to go, but it's worth it. Called Wicked That's not Spoon. Bad. And for a buffet. That squid ink pasta was, was it good? so uh, good. Wicked Spoon was great. I want to go back to Vegas to a, I think that's where I want to propose. Not in Vegas proper. God, no, that's trashy as fuck. I went to the Arizona Hot Springs Trail. Okay. And Better. It's like 45. Like proposed to like a lady? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and it was the best hike I ever went on. I, I don't. I don't, I, I will not be the one to propose. Oh, I, wanna, <laughs> I don't want to be the one to propose. I want to do, I want both of us to do it. Because you saw that video. Did I've you see that so video? I've seen so many videos of I, lesbians Lesbians always seem to simultaneously propose at the same oh, time. Oh, I think that's bullshit. I, I, I just want to, I want both of us to do it because either like neither of us do it or we both do it because not one of us is like, we both have to have rings or no one gets a ring. I think it's about equality y'all. I will not be the one to propose simply for the fact that I could be with someone for years and years and still be like, so you like me still? No, but, I feel that way too. I'm terrified <laughs> of commitment. I'm not terrified of commitment. No, no, I am. I'm not terrified of commitment at all. I just don't want egg on my face to be with someone then propose. And they say something like, Oh, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Or I didn't think this is like what we were going to do. Yeah. Hopefully by the time I would think this would happen, we would maybe discuss that step. Yeah. I also feel like if I, get proposed to it'll just be really casual yeah like i don't expect like a big romantic oh, gesture yeah. i would just want someone to be like do you would you get married do you want to get married sure yeah. great that would be my preferred thing or like we especially talk about it first i don't want anything big i just really the arizona hot springs thing i wouldn't make it a huge deal i just want to be there when this i do is it scenic because at least this is how i feel now i was in a really rough spot when i went and i was just like it made me see the value in being a like person. alive and yeah, yeah experiencing. And those. I wanted to show that to someone who was important to me. Nice. And I don't know. It was just really nice. Oh, that's so deep. <laughs> that's so deep. I am. Mallory. Poet. Mallory is literally the person who we were at Union Bar two weeks ago dancing, and she turns to me and goes, "How do you deal with the idea of like?" like they're not being an afterlife <laughs> as I'm yeah, like I'm two there. drinks in I'm like um, um and I well. I answer that stuff because I'm naturally love to talk about that but just having work bitch playing in the background while Mallory's <laughs> asking me what I feel about the afterlife is a perfect summation of like our relationship she'll come up to me at work and just immediately start like be like oh my gosh this happened and I'm like typing away and I'm like I'm listening actively listening yeah. just like this is just so Valerie does not I don't fuck around it, context scene placement wherever you are it doesn't matter and that's why you're a Scorpio because you'll talk about anything anywhere does which it, I, I do is, is that wrong no it's not wrong it's just no like other people don't do that which is why I appreciate you because okay. you you will ask me about what if there's no afterlife and when we're gone, we're just gone, like, while we're at the bar. Yeah. Listening to the Britney Spears Fleetwood Mac, like, mashup. I, that that you is always, my song. That, that you, is my gay anthem. That you always request when we're at the It's bar. called Till the Dream Ends. It is the entirety of Fleetwood Mac's dreams, but with 
like a Britney Spears overlay. To the world end. Oh. Yeah, that's like the background mm. music. Mm. Yeah. It's it only a, on YouTube. It is really a surprisingly fantastic song. I introduced it to a Toledo gay bar, and that is the peak you, of my gayness. You told me that. Mm. I want to introduce... I wanted them to play Rosalia, but they won't. They won't. And it, because they don't like Spanish. They apparently just... You know, every gay bar whatever. in Columbus is run by a white man, except maybe Slammers. Where's Slammers? I don't know That where. sounds really... That sounds even more incriminating that you don't know where it is. I don't know where Slammers... I think it's in the German village, but I'm not Probably. sure. Probably. There's a lot of gay bars down there. I want to go to Tremont really bad. I've been there. Is it nice? It's cute. Okay. It's a lot... It's an older crowd. That's fair. Which is... But it's really cute. I went there the on New Year's Eve. Gaze. I went there for New Year's Eve. Um... We should go sometime because I very much I would want go. to. Because it's right by Antiques on High, which I really like. That oh, place. I love Cheap. Antiques on High. Um, mm-hmm. But because I'm, I'm down for a sour. I mm. the sour. But Tremont, I really want to go to. But Slammers is the only lesbian bar in Columbus. <gasps> Owen, my friend Owen, got kicked out of Slammers. Wait, how? Because <laughs> him and his friends just went in there and were playing pool. And I story goes that the that the management or employees were like, you have to leave. You're not a lesbian, <laughs> which I really love that. It is. Oh, it's on Long Street. It's like downtown, right? Yeah, it's downtown. It's not German Village. Yeah. Yeah, um, Slammers. I really want to go. I hear all the gay softball teams go there, <laughs> um, which I am considering playing in a gay softball team this year because I love softball. Dad always yeah. told me I should have played it. Instead, I played basketball. Did I pick the two gayest sports? Yes. Yeah, um, gayest women's sports. The two gayest men's sports are not no. sports at all. Wrestling, <laughs> maybe? No. <laughs> no. But, um, but Every male rugby. sport is inherently homoerotic. No, rugby and kickball are like the gay sports in Columbus. Like, all the gays play those. Yeah. Rugby, you know you're a pig bottom when you play rugby. I don't know what that means. You don't know what pig bottom means? No. I don't expect you to mean. It's... Gross. I won't explain it on recording. <laughs> For all my gays out there who play rugby, I'm sorry, but it's true. Um, no, I have been to Tremont. It's really cute. Um, Part of me wants to go to Slammers, but I know it's just a – oh, it's right by Roosevelt. Mm. That's so weird. I just want to see if it really – it just – they say Slammers and it's like a bunch of butch women. And I can't. That's what it's going to be. I can't go there. <sighs> That's what it's going to be. It's going to be a lot of butch women, I feel. Yeah, old butch women. Didn't local bar used to be a lesbian bar? Um, No, Two Truths used to be oh, okay. a lesbian bar. Um, I thought local bar. Local bar may have been, but I know Two Truths used to be. Did you know Old Fields on 4th Street mm-hmm. used to be a gay bar? That doesn't surprise me. Way back in the day, though. Uh, I know I, the owner now. Why is it not a gay bar, Dan? Anyway, <laughs> you don't listen to this. I would uh, love a lesbian bar in Columbus because, like, or like a lesbian coffee shop, a gay coffee shop. Juan and I were talking about this. Gay How coffee we shop. Need, we just need like a gay like space that isn't nighttime themed because plenty yeah. of people don't drink and like to feel safe enough to like. This been the, has been a debate online for like years. Yeah, I would just love. I would go to a gay coffee shop. Yeah. I mean, why not? I want to be able to hit on somebody and not feel like I have to be hammered to do it. Mm, I like to be hammered to do it, but I, mean, I don't hit on oh, anyone. Okay, this is what I wanted to tell you about before we start. Oh yeah, yeah, so yeah. So yesterday I went to the 2000s indie dance party at Scully's, and you go to that a lot. Yeah, have they've you? only been. There's only been three of them. I've been Uh-oh. to every single one. That sounds fun. It's so much fun, and we were. So Christian and I say this, but Robin, when Robin is my gay anthem, which song? I mean, both all Robin, all Robin songs, specifically call your, call your girlfriend, call your girlfriend. Oh yeah. Dancing Dancing on my own. That's every, that's every gay. That's every gay's anthem. And I think, I think my music taste is very like 
when it comes to gay anthems, I lean male gay. Oh yeah, like gay case. man, yeah, so like lesbian. But what's a lesbian anthem? Like come through my window. Um, through my a lot of Fiona, a- Fiona Apple, Indigo F- Girls. F- yeah, Fiona Apple, definitely. Fiona uh, Apple is Tegan like... Tegan and Sarah. Yeah, you're right. But I feel like Robin can go either way. She and can. And I was jamming out with me and my friends because I converted all my friends to love Robin. It was great. And it's not a, hard. There was a group standing next to us. And when they walked in, one of the girls had like a half-shaved head. And I was like, oh, you're gay. And I like, it was not hard to tell. But I was like... I don't know if I was into her and I'm in a really weird space where I like, don't know if I want like generally in life, I'm in a weird space where I don't know if I should be hitting on people or anything. Mm-hmm. But then that group was dancing next to us. And I was like, I'm not really into the one who's obviously gay. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the other, there was another girl who was way more femme was dancing and like, looked at me and we were singing Robin together. And it was a great moment. And I was yeah. like, Oh, you're cute. And my friend Christy was like, like for the next hour, I was like, she keeps looking at you, like giving you full up and downs. And I was like, okay, but she's really cute. Maybe I'll make a move. So I like chugged so many, so much alcohol. Oh my God. Um, so oh, we're, no. like, to break the ice. I had eaten so much pasta that I needed. Yeah. It. I feel like I know where this story is oh, going to end. You actually don't. Oh, um, I didn't really get that drunk last night. Okay. So I <clears throat> was working at the confidence to do it because I've had a couple moments in the past like month where I was like, maybe I want to like talk to somebody and like really try to put myself out there. And I have never done it. And so I have never no, gone up to someone. Nope. So I, I but, did. Cause all of my friends were like, let's do this. Just and do it. Chrissy was like, she's giving you all these looks, just go. So I try to do it and I freak out. And then I end up getting caught by her, like another one of her friends I think I, I thought all three of them were gay. And so I went at her, I look at a friend and I go, would she dance with me? And the friend's like taken aback. And I was like, and by the, by the time I get that out of my mouth, the other, the girl I wanted to ask is like looking at me. So I just, I'm like, hi, would you dance with me and my friends? <laughs> and don't say your friends, just say you. I was, I was so nervous. Cause go again, dance with me. I didn't know if I really wanted to make the move because I am in such a weird place. Yeah. Like, building relationships wise. Mm-hmm. that I invited her to dance and we danced a little bit and then she just turned around and left. Like, oh, didn't have a conversation. That's happened to me before. Yeah, didn't have a conversation with me and I was like, would have liked to have chatted a little bit to like yeah. at least know if I had crossed some sort of line. I don't know if she was gay or not, Like, but if she was looking me up and down. Like I'm going to assume you're gay right. if you're looking at me up and down. So I assumed you were gay. Like I assumed she was gay, but now after she like seemed a little uncomfortable because she didn't seem like thrilled by it mm-hmm. i'm just like did i make her uncomfortable i'm really sorry like and it was i felt weird like it was the first time in my life that i was like being gay is like like obviously i saw straight, your tweet about this people get reject i tweeted about it i put it on tumblr oh tumblr no okay. not, t- not tweet um tumblr i saw your yeah. post about this yeah so i was like if trump you tweeted about this fuck <laughs> um, no no i, I no so i, don't think so. I was like i Straight people get rejected when you ask people to dance in bars all the time, too. Like, I'm, yeah, I, I'm wondering if I would have had the same reaction had this happened to me with a man. But I do think a little bit of it was I've never done that with a woman before. And you don't yeah. you don't know. And I think it definitely opens your eyes. Yeah. I was like, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. And it was the first time I like went and sat down. And like was just like trying to vent on my phone, and then a guy comes up, like a dude comes up and hits on me aggressively, and I'm like, leave me no, alone. And he this. would not leave me alone, and I'm like yelling at him to leave, like not like yell yelling, but I was like, like, please leave me alone. And he wouldn't do it, and he was like, 
trying to be like, I'll leave if you like talk to me for three seconds. And I was like, okay, I was like, please leave me and then cut it off and be like, it's been three seconds. Yeah. And oh, he made me so angry. And so I go back inside and then my friends start comforting me and then I just start crying. So I leave again to a lab and I was like, not like bawling or anything. I've died. You've, yeah. <laughs> so I just sat in the booth and I was like, I'm going home. And, but I wasn't like, again, I wasn't as drunk as I like normally get when I go out to these things. I was actually doing really well because mm-hmm. I'd worked this morning and I don't know. I based borderline sober cried in a bar for it's the first hard. time ever. It's hard dealing with like rejection of any kind. Right. And then it being your first type in that context, mm-hmm. it's pretty hard. And then in that space where I guess the buildup was so yeah. obvious. And you think people singing Robin in a 2000s indie dance party are at least a little well, bit Well, because queer. what happened to me at the cupcake concert is afterwards when it cleared out, mm-hmm. we were talking, me and like Tasha, I went with Tasha and then um, a group of girls we met and this guy comes up to me comes up to Tasha and goes, is he with you? Mm-hmm. She goes, yeah. And he goes, I'm going to like steal him away for a little bit. And he like grabbed my hand and like pulled me away. I mean, he was like obviously hitting on me. He was right. like two feet tall, but whatever. <laughs> he was obviously hitting on me. And then he, and I were talking about drag race. And then all of a sudden he was just gone. He just left. And that would have like killed me two years ago. Mm-hmm. But now I stood back thinking, what the, f- whatever. I don't yeah. care anymore. It gets better. It gets easier. I'm hoping. I, but it was different because I didn't go up to him. He came up to me. Right. But then that makes you think, what did I do or say to, like, mm-hmm. make you not want to talk to me anymore? Right. And I'm, like, new to this whole – like, I was in a very serious, like, relationship for a year. But before that, I had maybe been on two dates with women. Like, I hadn't really – I'd maybe been on seven dates with men. Like, I didn't really do the dating thing. Yeah. So this whole, like – you're finally – it's like in Gilmore Girls where mm-hmm. Rory dated Dean and then Jess, mm-hmm. and she never dated. Yeah. And they quote-unquote dated. But then in college, mm-hmm. a guy asked her out, and she – to her mom, to Lorelai, was like, what do I do? I've never done this. And Lorelai said, you're used to guys just like yeah. being in a relationship with you. You've never dated. And right. it's different. It's a different it's experience. It's very different. I don't know. I'm afraid that it's going to lead to something more or not be enough. It's a weird time. Yeah. Dating. Dating is weird. I really like it because I like to get to know people naturally. Mm -hmm. So I just love a good first date. I love a good first hangout. But being in the bar is hard because, and, but then it goes really positive because a couple weeks ago, I was at the bar and a guy came up to me and was hitting on me and we ended up making out and it was really nice. I was there. You were there. Mallory was there. I mean, so there just aren't a lot of lesbian spaces for that though. Yeah. The thing about femme looking for femme. The thing about, um, I will say is like being, a man and being gay is that our spaces are pretty well defined. I mean, they have their shitty parts, but lesbians really don't have like a super well defined space unless you go to slammers. (laughs) But yeah, you don't really have that great of a space, which is really shitty. And gay men have like, I can go to union and I know almost every guy in there is gay. Right. You go to union and the women are either butch or gay guys best friends and that's yeah they're either hags or they are like super butch so it's a really fine line i mean yeah when i go out to a gay bar i have the comfort and the privilege of knowing that the guy next to me nine times out of ten is going to be gay because if he's a straight guy he is all over whatever girl he's with oh yeah i saw a guy who i knew from high school in union and we were talking and his girlfriend was sitting in his lap. He's like, I am not leaving this up to chance. <laughs> and I was thinking in my mind, okay, fine. Like whatever you need to do, 
I mean, one there's... time I was hit on a man, hit on by a man in union. And I was like, Fuck. that's the worst that's happened to people. Okay. We got a break another time. We're going to like, probably just put the whole damn thing together. Yeah. So we will be back in a minute. Okay, guys, we are back. We are munching on some of this fettuccine. So just to walk you through, we threw the um, eggplant that you pulp. So you basically turn it into like a mush um, with the tomatoes, olive oil, garlic, lemon juice, um, salt, pepper. I used oregano, parsley, and chili flakes. And then we put in heavy cream and then you mix in Parmesan. You let that turn to a sauce and you add the noodles. You mash it all up. Again, the great thing about Italian food, most of it, is that you throw it in a pot. And it's ready. And it is ready. And this is really great. It's so good. And I'm super hungry. So Eggplant's delicious. This has maybe changed my mind on eggplant mm -hmm. a little bit. Have you had the eggplant from Brassica? Mm-mm. Oh, my God. It's so good. I get double eggplant at Brassica. I, I love their, like, falafel there. But... For all of you non, I think everyone who listens to this is in Columbus, but um, Brasco is like a Mediterranean Chipotle, essentially. Yes. But they have the best eggplant I think I've ever eaten. Really? Yeah. Is it like roasted and cubed or is it like... Um, um, it's roasted and then just diced. Okay. But it's so soft and it seasons so well. And I get it with, I get the falafel, double eggplant. Nice. Three sauces. All the cabbage. I love, I love cabbage. I was listening to a podcast the other day uh -huh. and it was, do you need a ride? With Karen Kilgariff and a guy named Chris, and I should remember his last name, but I don't. It's very, very funny. They were talking about how the, like cabbage is just for losers, and I was like, I fuck with cabbage so hard. <laughs> I saw a recipe for um, stuffed cabbage, mm -hmm. but it had meat in it. Mm -hmm. But um, maybe for after Lent, I would make it. Anyway, no, this was really, really great. This was really, really great. Go get more. I. Uh, Probably shouldn't, and I'll tell you why afterwards. Oh. But anyway, um, yeah, wow. This is another, all the stuff I've made so far has turned out really great. And it's not because I'm bragging, it's just like the recipes everyone picks out. It's very rewarding. And it's, it's really, it is. If you can follow a recipe, you're gonna make something good. Gonna, yeah, and I was saying while we were off record making the pasta that just because the recipe says to do one thing doesn't mean you can't switch it up and make your own thing. Like we, I don't think we veered too much off of this, but obviously you just throw it in a pot and make it. We didn't roast the eggplant over an open flame. Like it told us. Yes. To. It asked to do it over an open flame. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I don't have an open flame in my house. I should have brought my blowtorch. I should have brought a, just a match. What if I had a single match? <laughs> it was just roasting this whole ass eggplant on Oh my gosh! Yeah, that was some Ina Garten shit. Where mm -hmm. they were like, "You need if you you know if you have a gas stove, girl." And then they forgot to put the tomatoes in the recipe. They call for a tomato to be used. We assumed it went into the sauce, so we put it in the sauce. Read the recipe, didn't include the tomato in any any place, any place. What was I supposed to just eat it while I was making the food? Just taking bites out of the tomato, and now we're full circle because we talked about it that that about the beginning. Um, yeah, wow. This was really great. I love it. Thank you for having me. Yes, this I'm. Delicious. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Any chance to? I love just food brings people together. So it we does. are here to eat and talk some shit and love all our friends. I love <laughs> you guys all so much. Yeah. Um. 
I don't have any closing comments. Yeah. yeah. I think we're good. I'm also really tired. I started doing yoga, so I went to yoga this morning. Yoga is great. 10 out of 10, recommended for everybody. Yeah, I'm, I'm white, so obviously it was going to happen eventually. Right. Taking yoga. I'm white, depressed, and a lesbian. Yeah, so should have you should have come out the womb doing namaste. <laughs> Someone, I think I was watching some TV show, and they pronounced it namaste. Like, it was, like, for fun. It was, like, right. a joke. And I really, really badly, at the end, when the instructor goes, Namaste, I want to just go, Namaste. Like, just be an asshole. One of my favorite shows is a spoof on The Bachelor. Mm. And it's called Burning Love. And in their version of the spoof of Paradise, there's a guy who goes into the house, and he befriends one of the old contestants who turned out to be a lesbian. Mm. And he just called, and it's the guy who wrote The Big Sick. Uh-huh. Is it Kamal? I forget, but I, I know who you're talking about. I forget. It's hilarious. But his character pronounces lesbians lesbianism. He has lesbianism. Please explain to me about lesbianism. It's like uh, my friend made a joke, um, pronounced hors d'oeuvre as hors d'oeuvre. I like that. Hors d'oeuvre. Anyone? Hors d'oeuvre. But um, yeah, I love, I love yoga. It's really great. I'm that person now. I've been recommending it to everyone. I work at Heartfelt Yoga. Mm-hmm. So when did you get that job? Have you just had? Oh, I never knew that. No, I volunteered. It's nice. Cool. You you don't teach, right? No, so I volunteered to work at the front desk, and then I get free yoga. Okay, that's nice. Okay, nice. that's nice. Um, but it was also very good for my budget. So that's true. Thank you, but you should come. It's a great studio. It's over yeah. by Condado in the short run. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I go right now to replenish downtown, which is also very great. And they have donation-based, guys. So if you live in Columbus and you want to take yoga and you don't want to spend an arm and a leg to do it, go to Replenish. They do. They have um, donation-based classes a lot. I think it's because it's in a, um, I hate to say it, but up-and-coming community, a.k.a. being gentrified community. And I think they really want to give back to the community because today, I think a lot of people in the class today were just from, like, around. And they could pay whatever they want. That's really Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Heartfelt, I feel like I need to plug it because I've mentioned it. Heartfelt yeah. does um, $5 classes at 5 o'clock on Tuesdays and Thursdays, just entry-level vinyasa. So Nice. Also cheap. We are, plugging, cheap. we are plugging our yoga studios. Yeah, how white are we? Yeah, we are so white and gay. <laughs> I, You know what? I said to my friend yesterday, would you rather me be a yoga gay or a Pilates gay? Do you want that? Do you want me to be a real housewife and do Pilates? <laughs> and he said, you could do yoga. And I said, yeah. That's what I thought. But um, anyway, um, Mallory, do you have anything to plug? Besides yoga, no. Aren't you performing somewhere? Yeah, I am doing – I didn't know <laughs> this was – You can plug whatever you want. I don't okay. care. Um, I – Like how we're both writers and we didn't talk about writing at all. No, we talked about all. gay dating, <laughs> which is great. I'm fine yeah, with that. I prefer. Yeah. Um, I am doing poetry reading April 19th at my friend's DIY space called um, – I think it's your first rodeo or my first rodeo. I'll mm. put a link – well, Christian can put a link up. I'll put a link up. Um, the theme of that whole art night, because there are some artists and some musicians doing work there too, is death. Nice. So we're going to see how that goes. It's like light it. death. Um, okay. And all the money actually goes to, if we're raising money at the door, and it's going to be donated to a, a sexual assault charity. Mm. So I'm really excited about that. Good. And then I'm also doing a bit at the... Columbus Arts Fest in June. Oh, yeah. That's what I would. Yeah. Okay. I am more stoked about the one in April because I really like where the money is going. How'd you get the the, the June gig? Um, Liv Birdsell was taking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Nice. So she's on the committee and she's like, oh, you should submit your stuff. And so I did. Cool. Yeah. I am doing like an open mic reading on March 28th, I think. Ooh, where? At this bookstore, um, Prologue Books in Short North. Okay, where um, Rummy Goat used to be. Yes. Okay. It's like right across the street from like Arch City mm-hmm. and that like parking garage. Yeah. They're having it March 28th. I'm going to go with stuff to read and read the room. Okay. I think I'm going to be reading a prose piece though. And I feel like that's going to be less slammy than anywhere else you're going to go in Columbus. Yeah. So. There's a lot of slam stuff in Columbus, which we don't do slam stuff. No. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Okay. Great. I'm really chill today. I'm just like not not my back is like loose. I'm loose as a goose. It's the yoga. And I got work in the morning, so I'm just enjoying my cheers time. Cheers to seven a.m. Yeah, work cheers to seven a.m. work. You don't get up at seven. No, no wait, you're primary. Yeah. Oh my god, we won't explain what that means. But um, yeah. Oh gosh. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening again. Um, super fun. Um. And we will see you next week. I have Emily, and the recipe is um, to be determined. I feel like we're just going to make, like, cookies or something. But anyway, um, thank you so much. And um, tune in next week to Cooking with Christian. Bye.